Hello and welcome to the Balancing Act podcast for mums passionate about making a difference in the world. Here you can hear more about building clarity, confidence and calm from the inside out so you can create a life and a business rooted in what you want to see more of in the world. I'm your host Debbie, a coach, business mentor and a working mum myself and I'm so delighted to be here with you. Hey, 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 a very warm welcome to episode number 97 of the Balancing Act podcast. When you want to back out, but you keep on going. (laughs) Definitely inspired by a personal experience recently of this very, very thing. And it's not a business example as such, but I just feel like it's so, so relevant. Um, To set the scene a little bit, I have been taking music lessons for, or well, singing lessons specifically for nearly a year now, I think. And um, when I started out, there's, I guess there's a bit of a backstory to it. I, when I was in um, sixth form in school, I went for an audition at the school choir because all my friends were in the choir and there was a a performance going on of Joseph and the Technicolor Raincoat and I wanted to get involved and I I auditioned side by side by someone else and at the the end of the audition we were told that um, or maybe later on anyway that day we were told that there was no or I was told there was no other spaces left in the choir. And I later found out that the other girl had been given uh, given a pass. She was in and I wasn't. And it really, really impacted me, that story. I went away, like I didn't think I was a great singer to begin with, but after that, like I knew, I knew that I couldn't sing. And I carried that story ever since. And I love singing. I really enjoy listening to music. I love like, you know, getting the tunes pumped up in the, the car when I'm by myself and, and singing along. But it's it's always been something that I thought, you know, I, I wasn't a singer. I wasn't musical in any way. And yeah, I just, I can do it. It became part of my identity, like so many of these things do. And so when I um, started up my business, it really gave me this whole new perspective on things that I thought I couldn't do and I decided I was just going to go for it and take singing lessons. So I found a teacher, our first conversation I said to him, you know, I can't sing (laughs) and um, he said, okay, sing me, like what are you saying? And I said, well, you know, nursery rhymes to my kids and I sang him what I thought was a horrendous edition of Bad Bad Black. She said, oh yeah, you can sing. It's fine. You know, there's like 0.2% of the population or something that actually can't sing. Though, you know, they're tone deaf, what you, what we would have called tone deaf. Um, but that's not you. And I thought, oh good, well, that's a good start. And so fast forward a year, I'm doing my grade one exam next weekend. And so this weekend, my teacher had organised what he described as a casual jam, (laughs) Uh, which was a great idea. Really, really good um, thought behind it. The idea being that you go and perform in front of, you know, a few people so that when it gets to exam time, it doesn't seem nearly as daunting. And it was in a a church just near to our house, which I, you know, I I was familiar with, but hadn't been in before. 
and I expected, um, you know, a few other students, maybe maybe some parents. I was aware that I probably would be one of the only adults performing, and um, yeah, maybe like you know a small a small room in the back of of the church. So when I walked in, I. I got a bit of a shock because there was probably, um, I don't know, about 50 people there and it was in the actual church itself. And it was one of the only times I would say ever in my life that I walked in um, and thought, I can't do this. I can't do this. <laughs> and I very, very nearly turned on my heels and just went back home again and thought, well, no one might, you know, like there's no one, you know, there's no one committed here apart from me. I wasn't, it was a situation where I wasn't letting anyone else down as such. Like I could have just gone home. And then I thought, ah, no, right. I've got the opportunity to do something different here. And this is what I wanted to talk about today, because like I said, it's not it's not um, an example from business directly, but it's so, so applicable to um, an episode that I talked about a while ago about feeling the fear and doing something like this is it in action. Because for me in that moment, it felt like my choice was to either go home or to just go and sit and wait to be called up on the stage. And so what I actually did was where I'd gone in was right at the, it was in the front entrance of the, so you know it was facing into the the church if you like and so what I did then was I I came out of there walked outside and went in the back door and I sat purposely sat at the back in the back row I I allowed myself to sort of just ease into the chair a little bit I I watched some others get up and perform um there was no set uh, schedule as such I really focused on my breathing I I sort of visualised myself up there a little bit. And then what I did was something that felt a little bit radical to me. I actually got up and left for a little while. And I I went outside, found uh, like a green leafy spot that was quite quiet. And I just practised. I went through the songs that I was um, I was planning to sing because for me, one of the biggest fears was that I would get up there and just like crumble, you know, my voice would crack. I would forget the words. Um, like I would open my mouth and no sound would come out. All of this was going through my head. And so even when I just left and sang that very first note, I was like, oh yes, like I know this. I've practiced this again and again and again. And here it is coming out just fine. So I spent a bit of time out there in the fresh air. I walked around a bit. It was a sunny day. And then I decided to go back in. Um, I, I'd also decided that um, if I was called up and felt that I wasn't ready, then I would ask for some more time. Um, and that felt like a very empowering thing to do. I once I, I did get up on the stage, I told the audience that, that I felt nervous. I made a bit of a joke of it because... Um, previous, I was in fact the only adult there. It was all um, like amazing kids and really talented teenagers who made it look like no problem at all. Um, and so I, you know, I said that I was feeling a lot more nervous than everyone else looked. Like we built, like just had a little bit of back and forth with the audience to make me feel like I was 
performing not to a faceless group. So I think that like why I share this is because it really struck me as, like I said, this example of where we think there are no alternatives. And it's a really, really natural response of our brain. So when we're in that fear mode, like that's our brain is fully focused on that one thing and we don't see any alternatives. Like there's no headspace there for creativity. And I think that if I had, in fact, you know, on that very first instance, if I just like thought, right, get on with, you know, like just get on with it, Debbie, get over it or whatever, and just went and sat down there and then being called up immediately, like, I really feel like there's a high potential things might have gone horribly wrong and it would have been, um, yeah, it would have been like the opposite of an empowering experience. It would have, I would have crumbled, I would have felt horrible. Maybe not, but like um, I came out, the way it was, I came out the other side feeling really good. And I think that, you know, we hear um, this this line about fake it, fake it till we make it, where you just bottle up your fear and get on with it regardless. And actually, I believe that there's so much power to be gained in like actually acknowledging our fear like feeling it in your body because I think instinctively we feel fear and it's something that we think we have to bury, like we have to shut up and sort of present this external shell really. And, you know, I'd say this is like in society we hear it as a very masculine way of doing things, but that's the way so many like workplaces and maybe even to a certain extent our school system was set up that you know, everyone was expected to put on this like calm, cool, confident exterior. So it's it's sort of a well ingrained pattern that we feel the fear and instinctively we just want to like clam it all up and just like get on with it. Whereas, like I said, when we're able to just move our body that little bit, breathe that little bit, like it really brings in even even if it's just a one percent sense of relaxation that can be the first step in opening up other options. And so for you, when it comes to starting your business and you do feel that fear, it might look like, uh, you know, rather than you just going live for the first time ever on your, your Instagram page or your Facebook page, go and find a supportive group that you're part of where you can practice going live, that you know it will be well received. You can adapt the environment. Um, When I started doing lives, I did them outside because I, you know, I just instinctively feel calmer in nature. And in, um, in Odyssey, my group program, this is one thing that we have been really focusing on. And someone was remarking about how that, you know, when we first started out, like the thought of going live, like really like terrified her. Whereas now it's like, oh, here I am, you know, just chatting away again. She's a total natural, like a total natural on on camera. Um, Or other ways that might show up would be, you know, instead of trying to sell like your your big package to someone, you just go and have a conversation with one person that has, you know, there's no sales expectation or commitment there or anything. It's just having a conversation with a real person who would be a potential client and and yeah, just seeing 
you know, like a natural, normal conversation. Um, maybe your one of your fears is about telling your prices to people. This is like a really, really common one. And so rather than you speaking your prices out loud or putting them everywhere, maybe you just put them in one place. Like you put them on your website, for example, you hit go there and you know that they're there. Um, and that can be the first step. Because like, I think whatever it is, there's always a stepping stone. And when we're in that fear-based place, we just, we can't see those stepping stones and we don't have the creativity to envisage what they might be. And so it's these sorts of things actually where like coaching can come in so handy, just having a place, like a safe, supportive environment to bounce these ideas around with other people who have like been in that, they've been right where you are, they know what it's like, they know how you feel. And yeah, they're like, we've done it ourselves. So um, yeah, I just wanted to finish on that. Let me know what you think of this episode. Let me know what your fake it till you make it moment is. I'd love to, I'd love to know. Um, you can drop me a message on Instagram at Debbie Lico or give me a tag on there. And yeah, go enjoy the sunshine. I hope you have a fabulous week ahead and I'll speak to you again soon. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Balancing Act podcast. If you've loved what you've heard, I would be incredibly grateful if you could rate and review the podcast so that we can spread the word to all the moms out there who want to create impact and income through a business that they love ready to kickstart your own entrepreneurial journey head over to debbielee.co.uk forward slash start to download your free resource guide now that's debbielee.co.uk forward slash start